I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm willing to work as hard as I can. There is no past, there's no future, there's just this moment right here. If I did that, if I can get through that, like, come at me. Changing how I saw myself, like, as a man, not just as, as an athlete. It's okay that I struggle. It's okay, that's part of the deal. It's how I respond to it. I'm Tom Foxley, founder of Mindset Rx and your host. Today, I'm joined by Rachel Loftus. Rachel is a previous athlete of ours and her story is super compelling. I've just finished up the recording now and I'm still feeling that kind of, um, <laughs> that kind of like emotional connection to the story that she tells. We're going to go deeper than normal in most of these um, kind of case study podcast but we're really going to dive deep into like the stories that we hold we're going to dive deep into the mind body connection and the relationship between how we hold our beliefs and the way that we regulate our nervous system and we're going to talk about our relationship between us and training and whether that is healthy optimal and what you can take from this is i think a lot of us will relate with what rachel talks about about the pressure that she puts herself under at the beginning of the case study or beginning of of the experience working with me um, and what that felt like and then how she transformed that and transformed her mindset and then got to a place where she's feeling way more happy and joyful in training and in other areas too. So here is the wonderful Rachel Loftus. Rachel, welcome to the show. Um, thank you so much for, for joining me. Thanks for having me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. So let's just like, I think the best place to start off with is if you think back to well, 16 weeks ago now, because I think we haven't, like, it's been four weeks or so since we wrapped up working together. Um, where were you before you started working with me in terms of, like, your mindset around training, your mindset just generally, um, and kind of what was happening in your life at that point? I think I was quite frustrated. Um, I had a number of, like, reoccurring injuries that I felt like I was constantly working through. I had been quite unwell um, and I think I felt like I was kind of fighting myself Um, and I think I thought oh well if I just kind of improve my mindset towards all of those things I'll I'll fix them um, and it'll go away and I think yeah so I think it I was in quite a challenging time I was also extremely tough on myself in terms of looking at others well other people can just do that why why am I why can't I do that or why can't my body keep up with what I want to do um and also in a very hypercritical state of my training analyzing elements of it redoing it even something that my coach noticed is that I'm significantly more critical of myself than other clients that he was working with and I think also meant that I wasn't really enjoying my training either yeah you were like if I remember back to it like you were 
taking training like very seriously because it's it's like it's significant in your life right it's it's a big part of not only what you enjoy but your identity too which sometimes gets a bad rap but i don't think it is that that bad um but like you you like you're committed really committed to training right yeah yeah definitely and i spent a lot of time doing it so i was kind of thinking well why am i i'm constantly ended up in this cycle of not being able to do it um because i was getting injured or ill or and I just found that then I wasn't able to enjoy it and I couldn't couldn't commit to it. And it would be I'd have a really good few weeks that would be great. And then it would just stop again because either something had happened in terms of injury or illness. And it was just a kind of ongoing cycle that I just knew that I had to get out of that cycle um, and do something about it and look wider than just actually the physical health. Because I think it's quite easy to accept, especially in our society where there's something that might not be quite right physically. It's it's easier to look at that sometimes than it is to look at actually what role is the mind playing in all of that. Um, and we'll probably go into it later in terms of me not really coping with what was in the mind. And I think my body telling me that physically. Yeah, got you. And what did you, can you like, I know it's difficult to do, but could you put yourself back in your shoes like 16 weeks ago, like the end of last year, beginning of this year and think like, what did you want from training at that time? And what did you want um, in terms of your mindset at that time? I think I wanted the enjoyment back. Training has been really special for me and finding CrossFit had been really special for me and pulling me out of some quite difficult challenges in life. And I think through making things so serious and being so critical of myself, I'd lost a lot of that. And I think I wanted to find that enjoyment again. Mm. I wanted to find that fun again. I di- I didn't want to go into every day thinking oh I can't do that or that won't be good enough or I need to redo that because that wasn't quite the best it could ever be um so I think I just wanted yeah to find that enjoyment again to find myself not criticizing everything that I did yeah and what did you tried in order to get that enjoyment and that break from self-criticism Um, I think I'd listened to a lot of podcasts I'd listen I'd I'd done a lot of reading but I don't think I'd looked at myself um, and really thought about how I was feeling I think I'd listened to other people's experiences and listened to what worked for them but didn't individualize that for me Um, I guess it kind of in a similar way to lots of people have individualized programming but actually in a mindset space, we just like, oh, well, that worked for that person. So I'll just use that. But actually, we're all such individuals with different mindsets and different needs. And I think I just kind of thought, oh, just reading or listening will help me. Um, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. So what was the the calling to to go, OK, I'm going to get some help with my mindset. I'm going to seek out some some guidance in this. Um, I think being so unwell in December, um, I had had a number of injuries and illnesses and then was significant, was quite unwell, um, 
with chest infection, pleurisy and a number of kind of lung conditions and was really fighting with looking at, well, I used to be here and I'm not there now and finding that if you're already quite hypercritical and being in that state, you're even more hypercritical of where you are and feeling, I guess, a bit betrayed by your body when you do a lot to kind of stay healthy and well. And um, I think I was just in a point of feeling like my body was slightly letting me down um, in terms of what I was doing. And I think just at a point of real, actually, I need to change how my body's doing um, to get to get where I want to. Yeah. And I think I saw mindset as a key part of that um, in terms of helping me and supporting my body moving forwards. Yeah. Was it more of like a an idea of, okay, well, if I change my relationship with the way my body feels, then I will kind of um, lessen my suffering that I'm experiencing or was it a kind of like well maybe there's some link between the mind and the body and the way they interact and the kind of as I described the kind of the the, the two parts of the same system it's like where where was your thinking then I think the latter came later I think once we started working together I think I very much realized how important the latter was but I think initially when I reached out was very much well, if you're injured, you just need to have a better mindset about it and it'll be okay. Or if you're unwell, you just need to have a better mindset and it'll you'll accept it. But I think during the process, I came to realise how important those connections were. Um, so I think, yeah, it was definitely the former when I came to you and then the latter through the process. And then what do you remember how you found out about me and like how you went okay I'm going to apply for this um I think I had been listening to lots of podcasts and I'd been listening to this as one and kind of thinking um like I knew I needed to work on my mindset and I knew that I needed to find something that was going to help me so I was listening to a lot of podcasts and then kind of said actually why don't I go through this process for myself um, because listening to others is great and you can learn a lot from others' experience, but it's it's not going to be the same as if you're really going through it yourself and doing the work to understand the way that you are and the way that you think. Yeah, got you. Got you. And then we obviously started working together. We went into a testing phase first, like everyone does. What was the what things do you remember discovering? And like, I might chime in at some point, but like, what were the things that you, you like, you discovered that it was like, oh, okay, this is something that I need to change. Whether that was like nervous system regulation stuff, whether that was the story stuff, or whether that was your kind of actual performance in, in training sessions. Um, I think I'd always noticed that my nervous system was quite high in certain points and then I'd collapse. So I think there was a real, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'd be up and up. And by Friday, I would just crash down. And I always found that because uh, I work full time on a Friday, you'd kind of think, oh, well, I'm done for the week. Like I'll have a really good training session. Like I've got no, nobody's needing me. And there's, I don't, 
typically wouldn't work late or work over the weekends like I've got nothing else to worry about but actually found like that was often my worst training session of the week because it's like that adrenaline just couldn't keep going anymore and that Friday was just a real just dump Mm. I guess um and I think that was something that I kind of hadn't really formally recognized I guess um I think the stories were big in terms of (laughs) I'd embodied very much no matter what life threw at me you just got to go over it you just got to move through it Mm -hmm. Um, and I know there's something we spoke about extensively and I think actually with these injuries and illnesses I was becoming my own worst enemy because I'd so much embodied that story of you just got to get over it you just got to get through it and saw resilience uh, and mental toughness as you've just got to do whatever you need to do but actually that was only hampering me getting better and getting healthier because I just wasn't accepting where I was um and I think I guess yeah through the process even when it came to um and I guess this is kind of jumping forwards but I remember a conversation we had during the open and I'd just done the first workout and I wasn't well at all. And I think um, we had a conversation where it was like, actually, can you just take a step back right now? Because you're clearly not in the best space and actually it would be better to take that step back to then move forwards and I think I'd always been like no if I commit to something I do it like there is nothing like if I say yes I'm there like I will do it and that story of you just got to do it no matter what you just got to get over it you just got to do it just became so much an embodiment of me and how I was and I think yeah that was probably the biggest lesson um that I took away in terms of the stories but also the you just got to do your best. I think I've struggled since being really young with exams and with the pressure of exams. Um, and I guess that comes through into workouts is that I saw that as an exam or as a test. And I had to do my best every time. And you can't be your best every single day of the week. And especially when you get to a certain point in your training, you're not always going to be achieving PBs. You're not always going to be hitting absolute maxes. And that's what I was expecting of my body and of myself. And I just think, so I think that was the other big story of you've got to do your best. You've got to be your best. Yeah. There's like this, these two things that were kind of unrelenting in terms of the standards that you're setting yourselves and uh, yourself and the expectations that you're (laughs) insisting that you met, like, the amount of inner force that that required to meet those standards and like they're definitely skills that are super useful at times like to be able to deploy that okay i've got like this thing really matters to me and i'm going to put out all the stops and fully commit to it like that's essential like whether that's in training or wide life like you you develop that for a reason well, because in some cases it lessens suffering and other times it allows you to succeed. So it's a fantastic tool to develop. But when it's your only tool, that is such a um, an intense place to be, right? Yeah, 
Definitely. And I think that was the key element of it, like you say, is that that was the only tool, that my only fallback was you just got to do it and you've all, you, you've always got to do it and you've always got to be your best. And like you say, that's great. And when it comes to grit or mental toughness or whatever you want to call it, that's fantastic to have, but you can't only have that. You, you need to have those other elements. And I think that's where I really came to learn as well with like emotional regulation was a big thing that we spoke about in that it wasn't just pushing down the emotions and just fighting them. You've, you're dealing with it. And then you're actually regulating those emotions rather than just like pushing them down because at one point they're going to bubble up and they're going to be there and they're going to explode whether you want them to or not. And I think that was a big thing, um, a story, I guess, as well, that I learned in that discovery phase. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Do you remember, so we had the kind of the epiphany of like, okay, we've got to feel our emotions. I suppose there's something around like, if I admit there's an emotion here that feels vulnerable and um to the story that i believe about perfectionism weak in a way or fragile or not good enough then it juxtaposes that story of like i have to be perfect i've just got to get through this like you just got to maintain this standard that's exceptional and there's no deviation in this so it's like like that deviation in, in there were there any other um epiphany moments any moments where you're like oh okay that that was a moment something changed. I think, and again, this is something we spoke about. I think I had been through some quite significant life events quite young. Um, and I think that because I have quite a fortunate life in so many ways, I'd really dismissed what had happened to me. And I think I dismissed the trauma that I'd been through and I think I wasn't allowing myself those emotions or those feelings because my life was great like great in so many ways um that I shouldn't be down about those things or I shouldn't have emotions about those certain things so I think in that phase having those that opportunity like I I remember the journal prompts in that first phase I couldn't stop writing like it was the first time that I was speaking with that I let myself truly explore how those had affected me um at a time where I was ready to actually look back at them and I think that was huge um for me to actually look at what had happened and accept them and and not put pressure on myself for not overcoming them mm. i think was probably one of the biggest elements as well yeah it it was i remember that that point where we we're like well both stories are true at the same time like one just because you have lots of great things going for you and you have loads of incredible pieces of your life doesn't mean that you aren't um worthy of suffering like and and pain that that would create so it's like is is a difficult one to get our head around when we've like when like culturally as well, not just kind of your individual influence, but like culturally as a whole. It's like don't show your weakness, be grateful for everything that you have. And like, yes, but also 
you're a human and yeah. that comes with the human conditioning uh, the human condition and like the first truth the first buddhist truth is life is suffering and it's like that's what life is part of it and it's it's difficult so like giving yourself permission to feel that was like i feel like that was the maybe the first like big turning point that that big deep dive that we went into of like okay this is this is these the emotions surrounding this and giving yourself permission to feel those definitely and i guess slightly jumping ahead again but also exploring those but coming up with ways to deal with them and to how are you going to move forward i've done historically a lot of counseling seen psychologists to to work through those elements but i'm quite a, a doer and a fixer and i like to take action and I found when I was in those processes, I was just talking for talking's sake. And you're bringing up all of those difficult emotions to the surface, but you're not actually dealing with them or you're not finding a way forward. And I think that's what I used to get so, or got so frustrated with in those processes is that I was bringing up all that emotion and I was being vulnerable and probably part of kind of thinking about it even now why I switched off because I then wasn't finding a way to actually move forward I was bringing it all up to the surface and being vulnerable and being open but being like okay great so I have all these feelings what now and I think that was a big part of this process that was different in terms of actually here's what you can do and the tools to move forward um and how to to work through what has happened but not just to talk about it I was kind of talked out by all those different processes but yeah. what I wanted a way of well these are going to come up in different instances like there, there's there's going to be things that might trigger you or that that might make you feel uncomfortable or make you feel a certain way but actually how are you going to combat that and you're not going to combat that by just talking is great as one element but it's not the only way similar to that story of you've got to get over it or the grit or the resilience is a, a fantastic asset to have, but it can't be the only asset. Yeah. It's um, like you said, it's an essential part of healing. I think is putting to um, putting into words, not just the the facts of an, of a situation, but your emotional response to the situation and truly getting to know that. But I see it as kind of a personal belief or I see it as like a, a failure of our traditional model of therapy and counseling that most people continue counseling and therapy for the entirety of their life. Whereas like, for me, it's like, can you finish, can we, can we get you to a point where you feel like you've made enough progress in 12 weeks to go on and like, and take this to your next level and be kind of content with where you are, which is obviously where you've got to which is obviously it's a great success from from my perspective and like obviously that doesn't happen without you putting the work either and you doing like your reps and you um truly implementing what you decide works for you as well yeah and i think it's probably a different debate but when you have been through that kind of trauma and then you're you're leaning on that person to help you through you're quite in a you're in quite a vulnerable state mm. so there almost is that even an over-reliance on that person, I think. And then, you know, if you're then constantly relying on that to support you, 
you don't have the the tools yourself mm. and I think that a slightly different debate again but I think important that you develop those tools yourself um to help you move forward definitely and then in terms of tools and strategies and frameworks and things that you learned that were most helpful like what were the things that you or what yeah tool strategy frameworks that you think had the greatest carryover and effect for you so I think definitely looking at the character skills I think we've obviously mentioned that if you had one of those like diagrams with different um kind of poking off to where you're strongest that resilience was out here and everything else was like right in at the center so I think before sessions writing down the character skills of actually how do I want to go into this session what do I want to develop what do I want to show um I think was really impactful and having a real focus in terms of what I was wanting to develop in myself and in those skills um I think I'm not somebody probably like many people who do CrossFit who likes to sit still or who likes to not be doing things so I think and I think probably because I tried meditation in the past and I had so many feelings and emotions and so much inner thought that was spinning round that it felt so uncomfortable. Like I'll never forget doing the first meditation. I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. It's not okay. <laughs> Just no. And I think getting to a point where actually that inner dialogue wasn't the most uncomfortable thing in the world. It wasn't, I just need to get out of this, I need to go and do something. I think we, again, probably more holistically, but we're in a society that's so all go and you've always got to be doing and achieving and and that often you're like, actually, is that, not always, but is that because I'm not able to sit with how I really am or how I'm doing? And again, comes back to that perfectionism and you can't have any faults, you can't have something wrong. You've just got to always be your best. There is like nothing you can't be anything less than that. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely learning to be able to sit with myself, with my emotions, with my thoughts. And I guess probably something that I learned through the process that I didn't probably think I would get was the value of connection and not. And I think something that I had been feeling was quite isolated. Um, I work from home on my own. I train at home on my own quite largely and I think actually I am quite introverted and don't always love lots of big groups or new people and but actually there is that element of human nature and human connection that we need so I think definitely kind of being reminded of that through this process has helped a lot um and just even little challenges that I'd give myself in terms of like okay, you've got to speak to some, it sounds like, but it just got to speak to somebody when you go to the gym today or make that connection. Um, so I think, yeah, the character skills, meditation, um, and being reminded of the importance of connection. There's an, there's a reason that CrossFit in classes and in groups keeps people coming back and create such great communities. And I think there's such power in that, that sometimes when you're on a journey of trying to do your programming or hit this or whatever that you sometimes lose along the way a little bit and I think 
but yeah that was really valuable um as well um and just generally the tools to to down regulate my system just knowing that there's there's tools that you can tap into and the visualization um I was such a negative visualizer and always in any situation training or not will look at the worst case scenario um and I think I'd so often visualize that that what actually have you visualized if your vision is so strong of it going wrong why not tap into that and change it to be if it goes right yeah, um, yeah your visualization <laughs> skills were actually exquisite you just needed to refocus them yeah yeah exactly and again just like a skill that you you already have but you've just got to change it um so I think again that was huge um for me yeah the thing that sticks with me from all the tools you mentioned there was how intentional you were with your character skills like lots of people are like oh, okay I just want to be um more mentally tough I want to be more patient I want to be more compassionate but you, I think what you did so well and why you got so much benefit from that in particular is you were very particular and specific about the type of person that you wanted to become and very detailed and then you also like you you built those character skills into what kind of reputation do I want to have with myself and how do I want to see myself at the end of this training session? Um, and how do I want to see myself in three years? And can I use this training session right now as an opportunity to bridge that gap and show myself that I can become that person? And in fact, I'm on my way to do it. So like, that was just like, that sticks with me as like a, yeah, she nailed that. Like, she absolutely crushed it. Yeah. I think, I think I just knew something had to change. I, I'll never forget doing a profile um, on one of those like insights type things. Um, and <laughs> the line that stuck out to me is, um, so it was something along the lines of your criticism will never be as strong as her own internal voice. And I was like, mm. like, I'm always a bit skeptical with those types of things. I was like, yeah, can't really relate to a line much more if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, and I think I just knew that the way that I speak to myself and the way that I perceive myself had to change. And I think that, which is probably why that resonated with me so strongly in terms of knowing that changing my character and changing that, yeah, that way that I review, that I viewed myself because it was so poor and so negative, I think that was the biggest element that I wanted to get out of it. So I think I needed to be probably the most intentional about it. And I guess because it came so at odds with where I was at, um, it yeah. probably needed the most. Yeah. Work. And it was so at odds with your, with the, the skills that you developed until that point, which was no matter how much it hurts, just keep doing it. Yeah. 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 And be resilient. And so you, you implemented those strategies like use those frameworks where did that lead you to at the end of the 12 weeks I think a much more confident and happier version of myself um things weren't always going to be like right change but I, I just I couldn't believe how much more 
I feel like I'm enjoying my training again. I'm having so much more fun with things. I'm finding like the joy in the moments again. Um, I think accepting where my body's at with some different challenges and diagnoses that I've had recently um that previously I would have been like right that's it what's the point anymore just not doing it if you can't be the best like if you've got like all of these things wrong with you what's the point um and I think yeah accepting that I think accepting myself as well for who I am and how I am um just so many lessons learned and so much more comfort in the the person that I am um and a really much more like rounded person um and listening to myself in terms of being out of that cycle of well you're ill just deal with it you've just got to do it and that might be the case sometimes if you've got like something that you've got to do but that can't be default you can't just always be in that resilient state because your body's not as I know not gonna let you um so yeah I think there's so much that I learned but I think the main things were just the acceptance the confidence um that I built throughout the process and throughout the 12 weeks and it's still a work in progress I mean it's like 29 years of undoing but um it, I couldn't believe in such a short space of time how much more joy, confidence and acceptance I felt. Good. I'm really glad. What would you, so final question, say there's someone starting their mindset journey, what would you say is the kind of number one piece of advice you could give them? I think go all in with being as honest as possible with yourself. I think especially and no we've spoken about it in like British society where there's that how are you doing yeah I'm fine like yeah I'm okay I think like there's a reason that you want to do this type of experience and I think go all in with being honest with where you're at and you'll only reap the rewards of it um is what I would say nice really nice thank you so much not only for this and having this conversation but for being such an incredible person to work with like genuinely like just fan- fantastic experience working with you so thank you so much no thank you it's been been really good experience and I'm really really glad that I got myself um, out of my comfort zone and changed so much with the process so that was great thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast Remember, if you're not subscribed, you may not get notified when new episodes come out. And also, if you're after more focused mindset training, head to my Instagram, give me a follow, and you'll find me there, which is at Tom Foxley. <laughs>